When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. And we went two and up, and I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud, and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. to episode 52 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast. Um, it is Jerry O'Connor's with us. Jerry, how are things? Oh, good, Connor. Thanks a million. Uh, and Sean Dunn is with us. Sean, how are you? Flying, Connor. Thank you. Got the haircut. Cheers, bud. Uh, and Magoo is busy and fingers crossed um, we can plug him in uh, over the duration. So um, we have uh, two games to look back on. Uh, the win against Pats, the draw against Derry. We've got some shouts from the shed end. Um, and we will look ahead to the game on Saturday, the first game in the showgrounds of the season. Uh, so that's exciting as well. So uh, I guess Pats game is, is where we need to kick things off. Um, we were all um, uh, pretty pleased with uh, how, how things went there, obviously. Um, we were going into the unknown, I suppose, Jerry. Um, new players, although I mean the starting eleven, um, apart from Keena, we uh, and uh, Fitzgerald and O'Sullivan, obviously, sorry, yeah, um, were the new faces who came in. And Pineacker, um, and Pineacker, Jesus, yeah. So like half the team was new, Connor, good man. Uh, <laughs> just half the team, just to cut to half the team, yeah. So good crowd down there as well uh, in uh, Richmond Park. Uh, they got uh, between two and three hundred uh, supporters, which was great to see, and. Um, uh, uh, for the most part, Jerry, it's it, it was better than we anticipated. A better start than we anticipated. I mean, anytime we go to to Inchicore, uh, if we get a draw, we're kind of happy. So the win was great. Yeah, it was it was really good. Look, it's been hot. I think it was it's been a long time since we won our first game away from home. So um, it's a great way to start. But, but like uh, like just touch or just. Talking about the starting eleven there, um, I think we we called the starting eleven there last week, um, and all the new starters all would have League of Ireland a good, good dollop of League of Ireland experience apart from from Nando, so it wasn't like that. You know, we had a load of guys that were on trial for a while and they were being thrown in at the deep end. Like all these lads, kind of know what the league is about and and know what's what's required. I suppose as for Nando, um. Again, you know, he made his debut against Harps in the uh, the preseason game, and he just took to it like a you know duck to water, um, very vocal, uh, very commanding, able to bring the ball out of defence, great passer, everything you would want ticks all the boxes. Um, so I have to say I tipped Rovers. I put money. I'm not a betting man at all. Very rarely I bet, but I put money on Rovers to win on on Friday night. I just thought that. You know, Pats at the back. I just thought they could be got at. In the fairness, that's that's kind of what happened. Um, and I think we played them off the park for about eighty minutes. To be honest, and um, last ten minutes, you're getting leggy. You're going. You're holding on. 
uh, in fairness to Alavi, he, he had a great goal. And I was kind of, I seen Alavi playing against us for Harps at the start of the last season. He was on trial with them. And I remember saying at the time, he was really, really impressed with him. I was kind of a bit disappointed that we didn't sign. Yeah. I just think, and I've said that a million times, but I just think he, he's really explosive. But, um, and that just kind of put us on the back foot, which is which is natural. Um, but look, we've seen it out and maybe other times we wouldn't have seen it out. So absolutely delighted with that. Um, just on Pineacker, Sean, I think we were, we were fairly confident in what we were going to, or what we think we're going to get from him for um, for the, the forthcoming games. I mean, he, what's the story with his uh, contract? He's not he's not necessarily with us for the duration of the season. Am I right in saying that? He is. He he's is. on loan. He's on loan for the season, but he has okay. a four year contract with Rui Ava. Yeah. Okay. So look, we saw him. We saw him a couple of times um, in the build up to in the friendly games, and I think we were we were, we knew what we were going to get from. Him. He looked commanding from the start. Yeah, absolutely. He settled in very nicely into the game as well. I think the biggest compliment you can pay him as well that Owen Doyle didn't get a touch of the ball. Owen Doyle's biggest influence in the game was trying to obstruct Ed McGinty taking kickouts. Apart from that, he didn't, he had no influence in the game whatsoever. He didn't exist. Um, just thought uh, Nando got his head on everything. He's in great interceptions. Uh, I think we all... We owe him the win in the end because he makes a vital interception, I think, in about the 93rd minute. He comes across, he reads the play, and he comes across our six-yard box and just clears the ball out in a crowded area. Um, mm. it, it vital. It's vital. It's a tap-in for Pats unless he makes that tackle. He, there were so many positives. Now, personally, I didn't think he was amazing on the ball. I thought instead of spraying passes, he was kind of hoofing the ball a wee bit. Right, okay. Just playing, uh, like he tried to... <laughs> He tried to hit O'Sullivan a few times and he just kept on hitting it out of play. But, like, that was a totally different story against Derry. I thought he was yeah. excellent on the ball then. Uh, yeah, but, but look at how, how important um, how important is, was it for, for Liam Buckley to find someone who was going to go in beside uh, Gary Buckley to make sure that the, the back four was going to be, you know, something as solid as we, we, what we were used to over the last couple of seasons. Like, I just think that that, that piece of the jigsaw is just so important. It was massive. It just shows Buckley's eye for a player as well. And he knew exactly what he was looking for. Like, you're looking to replace someone like John Mahon. That's not easy. John Mahon is probably a near perfect centre half for the League of Ireland in terms of aggression and coolness and reading of the game. He had everything. So I'm not saying Nando's right there at that at the moment, but he, he seems to have it all. I don't want to jinx him too soon. But you, you could even see from the clips that were provided from Scout and everywhere else, of him that he he looked a player coming in anyway. You could see the caliber of player we were getting. Yeah, and I, and I think he has proven that in the first two games. Um, in relation to the game, Jerry uh, in Ninchicor, you know we did uh, well. At least he did. He he had the starting eleven down, but the way that we approached the game might have been a little bit unexpected insofar as we really went at Pats from the off. Yeah, um, we we're pretty high intensity from the off. Which was great to see. There's no slow starting, um, and we're kind of notoriously slow starters in the season and in games. So it was good to see that we're, you know, the aggression was there, the intensity was there, high press was there. Uh, Keane, I think, bled from the front. Uh, there's not a blade of grass that he didn't cover, and uh, it was the perfect lone centre forwards performance. Um, you know, everything that was played up to him, he took it in, laid it off didn't admire the pass, 
was on his bike again to get in behind. So yeah, I was so impressed with him. And I think I probably would have given him my man of the match and just thought he was excellent. Not not even including the goal. So and he had a lot to do for that as well. Um similar yeah. type of goal to the, the goal that Derry scored actually against against Shams. Now we know your man pinged it in the top corner, but if you look at the position where he picked up the ball and what he had to do was was yeah. very similar. Yeah, and like the commentator said that he got lucky um, with the deflection, but I think, you know, if if there was no deflection, that ball was going to the keeper's left as opposed yeah. to the right, and it was going to go, it was going in by him anyway. So yeah. I mean, and you can see even from the the keeper, he was pretty flat footed, like yeah. it didn't loop over him that high. Yeah. No, he was kind of nearly crouching down a little bit too much as well. But he, he was all he over the place. Go to his right. Yeah, he was expecting the ball to go to the, yeah. go to his right. I think. Yeah, and he was and, very flat footed then, so. And that's what Keane was trying to do, and it came off the defender and, and looped over him. But his work rate, Sean, Keane's work rate was outstanding, really, wasn't it? Oh, unbelievable. As Jerry says there, it was the perfect number nine performance. It was, he was everywhere. He was in the channels. He thought his link-up play with yeah. uh, Adam McDonald was fantastic. And that's another, actually, little stroke of genius by Buckley was Adam McDonald moving further forward and almost playing in the ten. He was the he was the leading man in the midfield. I thought it worked a treat. Um, he linked perfectly with both O'Sullivan and Fitzgerald as well. That that combination, that uh, that four just linked in so well uh, with the two boys out wide. It was brilliant. So it was the for the goal especially. Yeah, you can really see high intensity we were playing with is when Bulger lays the ball off to McDonald. The f- with Horgan coming forward as well, there's four ahead of McDonald. We weren't doing that last year. We were struggling to get that kind of yeah. numbers we, in. And, we didn't have the bodies up there. Mm-hmm. Which? Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't have the bodies up there when, when we needed them. No, but you can just automatically see once McDonald receives that ball from Bulger and turns, Fitzgerald is gone, O'Sullivan's gone, Kane is gone, and Horgan is tearing up beside them. He has so many options ahead of him, and obviously he floats in a beautiful ball. In, into Horgan at the back post. Now, Horgan's finish is a little bit <laughs> unpredictable. The keeper's in a state for that as well. He's terrible for it, but... Yeah. But, I mean, he done brilliant to get into the position, so he deserved the goal. Yeah, and if you're going to put balls in like that, it's going to... It, it, it doesn't matter what it comes off, but... No. The trajectory of the ball, you know, it's such a direct ball, and then for it to kind of come across the face of the goal as it did, it's all, that's going to cause serious trouble. There's a couple of things there, just I know we're going to talk about the Derry game now in a few minutes, but there was a couple of just there's a couple of things there that Sean pointed out that changed for the Derry game, which was probably due to maybe uh, a couple of knocks, but it took away, I think, our momentum moving into that game, those couple of changes. But we can move on to that. Yeah. Um just in relation, just because I was fascinated by the ball that McDonald put in there. Uh, for the for the opening goal, it's where he where he lands it to Horgan from where he is. He's like in between the the edge of the box and the D. And the way he gets that swerve around on his left peg just into into Horgan is it's an unbelievable ball in. Yeah. How he's done it, I don't know. He's a wand of a left foot though. Yeah, but you know, you know, it was under under uh, maybe went under the radar and which was I think equally as good a, a pass was the. The pass from um, O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan for, for the second goal. Quality. Yeah. 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 Split the defence open, like. Yeah. And that's even, as you were saying as well, Jerry, earlier, 
with in regards to that goal with Kena, like he used to do an awful lot of work after that as well because Redmond's tight on him and he turns Redmond in, he yeah. turns him inside out, yeah, and I turns him on to his bad foot where he gets the deflection, yeah, and just that, that bit of composure, yeah, that um, we probably be, were lacking for periods of the season last year where you know we just didn't. I suppose two things that we were lacking maybe last year was that bit of composure in front of goal until Johnny Kenny really Kick took off. off. Yeah, and also getting numbers into the box. Um, I think when Andre Wright came, we did get more numbers into the box, but nothing compared to what we were doing against uh, uh, Pats uh, on on Friday night. And just again, I think there's a couple of things that killed our momentum going into the Derry game where we couldn't really replicate that. Although I know the game plan would have been slightly different. Yeah, I think it would have been very. I think the game game plan was very different between yeah. the two games. I, I think it was by. Design and also by you know uh, people been out for knots and stuff. Yeah, but just in relation to like those kind of like so we we had um, we had a big number nine in right last season. But what's the difference between Kena and the likes of Wright? Um, why why am I so much more excited about Kena? Who again, when he was signed, uh, I was I wasn't he didn't really strike me as being a hugely important signing. Um, but what's the difference between those kind of two two players that we've had over the last two seasons? For me, one word, mobility. Yeah. In a nutshell, yeah. yeah. And is that like his mobility on the ball or his mobility about the pitch, like work rate when he's not on the ball? Well, both on and off. Um, he's, look, he's working both both the, the, the centre-backs or the back three, whatever the case may be. Like he's given them a torrid time from his movement where he's dropping short, uh, get going in behind, going down the channels, taking the ball in, laying it off. Like, you know, he doesn't he doesn't give uh, the defenders a second to take a breather. Whereas with Andre Wright, you kinda he could do that, but he was doing it in fits and starts and it wasn't consistent enough. He was very effective when he'd done it, but he just didn't do it often enough. Um and then again, moving on to the Derry game where Keane, look, you know, he was a lot more isolated. But again, you know, it was difficult for him, but he was still gave us a lot more than anybody else has given us in that type of game for a long time. Yeah. You could, like, Johnny Kenny is more of an actual finisher. He obviously has more pace, but could Johnny do what he was on up at the Brandwell? Yeah. You're not going to see. And that's no disrespect. Yeah. Just different types of player. He's not going to come deep looking to hold the ball up. He's going to be more. He's going to be pushing on the shoulder, on the shoulder all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, one of the big factors with Keane, especially in the past game, was when he was dropping deep and taking the ball, he wasn't hanging around after it. Yeah, he was gone again. He was, he, the pass, like. yeah, he was. He was part of the attack again. He was. Yeah. He was getting beyond the. The um the wingers and everything like he was he he done everything right and I think um even Joe O'Brien on commentary he made comments on him because he would have been there at Pat's when he was there and he was he was praising about how good of a player he was and how he was surprised no one else had really come in for him and I think we overlooked him as a signing as well I think we were a wee bit ignorant to it um when he came in first because I think there was a lot of talk around at the time you know Pat Hoban and stuff like that where there was <laughs> mad names been flowing around the place and. Maybe we thought they were coming in, myself included. And I think then this unknown lad came in and we're like, all right, a little bit deflated when we shouldn't have been. Because when yeah. you look into him, he is a really, really good player. And 
he's proven that already. His what's what surprised me when he arrived first is I didn't anticipate or didn't expect him to be as big and as physical a presence that, as he is. Uh, and like what Jerry was saying, his work rate and willingness to get around the place on top of that uh, makes him even better again. Like you know, and he's going to score goals. I think there's no yeah. doubt about that. Like when I said mobility, I suppose that's nearly kind of. Yeah, it's mobility and it's probably maybe undermining it a little bit, but it's also like that desire, like what Sean yeah. was saying there, like, you know, he, you know, he wasn't standing up higher in the past. He was he was hungry to get into the box to score goals. You know. No, definitely. A lot, of, a lot of times with modern centre forwards, they'll get the pass. You know, they'll drop into number 10, give the pass and then stand and look at it. But at the end of the day, if you don't get into the box, you're not going to score goals. And he has that desire to get in. And like yeah, you can like that's it, you know that's that's within yourself. You can't teach that, you know. You get a, a young fella at ten years of age playing under tens, and like you don't have to teach a young fella like that. If that if he wants, he's, he takes the ball, gives it, and goals. If he wants to score goals, he knows he has to get into the box. If you have that desire, simple. He has that brilliant unpredictability about him as well, where yeah. he, where even there in the first half against Pats, I think it's in the first fifteen minutes, he just cracks a shot out of nowhere and hits the crossbar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quickly on uh, O'Sullivan and um, uh, O'Sullivan and Fitzgerald uh, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of the two of them what are your impressions after the first two games Jerry? They're better than I thought they were to be honest with you um, in, in what way? Um, they're, just, they're just better than I thought they were like they're they give us wit, they give us, they're shown for the ball, they're very much direct, they try and take their man on and get to the end line and pull the ball back. And again, that's not something we've had for a long, long time. Probably in the latter stages of Chris Twardek, eh, when he was yeah. here, he was the last player I can see, trying to take his man on, pull the back, ball back for the centre forward going in. And that's, and again, like I kind of said it there a few weeks ago, um, it was unfortunate that we didn't get um, uh, Joshua, because again, he's another player that gets to the byline. It's tricky, pull the ball back. Um, whereas with maybe with we had kind of forwards playing on the wings the last couple of years, or unlike Walter, where you know they're turning back, they're turning inside, um, and it was just a bit too much on both sides that didn't, and it didn't just didn't give us the width. They seemed to give us width. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this maybe not so much on. Monday as on yeah. Friday. Yeah. yeah. Um, just on the Pats game as well, before we finish up on it, I just uh, has to be said, and we'll probably say something similar about the Derry game, but I just thought Ed McGinty, again, oh. is proving himself as hands down, no doubt about it. By a distance, this fella is the best goalkeeper in the league. Yeah. It, it just cannot be, you know, and the, the, the risk is that uh, he, he'll be gone somewhere as well, like, you know, but he's just... He's just, he's so reliable now at this stage. He's and, a level above this league. Um, the the saves that he's making, um, the one in Derry the other night uh, in the first half, uh, ball going to the top left-hand corner, he's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's a save for the photographers. Mm. It's absolutely necessary what he has to do, but it was a fantastic save. Yeah, so I think just over both games, he's been brilliant. Yeah, and his, his hair is magnificent as well. Unbelievable. Fairness. You know, there's a lot of lads jealous um, yeah. of, of the <laughs> 
Like Sean, like Sean's got great hair, but yeah, I'm just kicking. I'm just kicking myself that I didn't uh, try something like that when I had the opportunity, you know. You know, um, and it gives him it it gives him about an extra four inches. Yeah, an extra six. Intimidation factor as well that it brings. Yeah, Yeah, he was though. You're right though, Connor. He was excellent. Um, Around both nights, he's he he made a great save as well against Pats, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but he made a couple of, he made a couple of saves. They might have been more uh, directly at him, but um look at yeah, you have to be there to stop them, I suppose. Probably not the most um, glamorous position uh, in a team, but probably the most important. Like he's gonna earn you so many points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um okay, on to Derry. Um so uh, the only change was Cauley in for uh, Moran, is that right? No, uh, and banks for Horgan. And banks for Horgan, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so just on Morahan, um, not playing, I guess that was, I mean, Morahan came on as a sub in the second half. So do we think that was a strategic decision? No, I think, Go on, Sean. sorry, Jerry. Um, no, he came off a cramp against Pats. So I'm assuming that it's, it was down to the, that reason, you know, he, he wasn't going to be fit from the start. You'd only get about 20 minutes out of him. So, right. Okay. That's what um, Elaine Buckley says after the... All right, okay. Okay. So it was, I mean, I think it was pretty obvious that we went up there, obviously, well, I was going to say, obviously, it's an away game, but um, Pats in uh, Intercore wasn't an away game and we went at them from the start. But we definitely were more conservative in, in what we were doing. And I suppose um, they... Um, they got at us for the first 10 minutes, but we managed to shore things up and we got a hold on things, I suppose, which is fair to say. Um, Jerry, you were up in the Brandywell. Um, yeah. Um, were you pretty happy with the tactics that were that were laid out f- uh, for Rovers? Ah, yeah. Look, um, I think you, you said 10 minutes there, Connor. I, I would probably send it to 30, maybe 35 minutes, where they absolutely dominated us. Um, and I was like, I was a bit blown away by the maths for the first half an hour, to be fair. Um, well, patching was excellent, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I just thought they were like, oh shit, they're going to, like, we could have been two or three down after half an hour. Yeah. Um, I liked the way they really used the width of the pitch as well. Like, both wingers were like hugging the, the touchline and they really moved the ball quickly out wide and, you know, particularly down our right hand side. Um, they tried to, you know, through uh, Akitunde, but he was excellent um, and it was very, very dangerous. But, were, you, were you impressed with Akitunde, yeah? Yeah, I thought he was very good. I thought he was good, but I thought he he, he didn't get around uh, the fullbacks as often as maybe he wanted to, if you were going to class him as, you know, very good, I thought. I thought the, I thought he, he was, look, don't get me wrong, he played well, but he didn't tear any arses in a part, like, you know. Yeah, well, I don't think any of them did. Um, I suppose collectively, collectively, they did for a half an hour. Yeah. I think they did tear the arses of us, uh, to be honest with you. But I think we had a different game plan and a different approach to the game because maybe that, you know, we didn't have the same starting 11 as what we had against Pats. And maybe that might have given us a bit more, like as, as Sean said earlier on as well, like Colin Morgan was getting, you know, he's really pushing on, pu- pushing their winger and fullback back rather than, the other way around that you know it was the poor opposite when we went to Derry so we were very much on the back foot and we just couldn't get 
I think we, I don't know, for whatever reason, we just weren't as composed on the ball. Um, our press wasn't as good. Um, yeah, and it took us a long time to get into the game. I don't know if that's fatigue. But having said that, I don't know if, if it is fatigue because second half we came out and we were much, much better. So I think we gave them too much respect, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I think... That was me. That's kind of retrospectively looking at it. At the time, I was like, oh, shit, they're going to get us. Yeah. But then going back, I was thinking, well, do you know what? Maybe we just sat off on that too much. We weren't composed on the ball. Uh, you know, I, I just think we gave them too much respect. I think the game was there to be won, to be honest. But we were the best chance in the game. I think you're yeah. right, in what you're saying as well, though. I think we did. We sat off them a wee bit too much. I think we were happy, yeah. eno- happy enough to absorb the pressure. And I th- we felt we had the ability to deal with the pressure, which we've proven we did. But... Um, because definitely I felt with Derry the other night it was like they threw everything at us for 30 minutes yeah they threw everything and including the kitchen sink they left everything out there for 30 minutes and then they ran out of ideas yeah and I seen that with Higgins' team last year as well it was like yeah we'll try and get you early and then we'll set up they'll set up and just try and absorb the pressure themselves they don't seem to have a long term plan in a game where they can see it out and they're patient and they want, they want it all done in the first half nearly <laughs> and get it done and dusted. If you look at the highlights of the game, which obviously are edited by Derry, right? Yeah. I know, I know what you're yeah. going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like the, the highlights of the game, so say it's on for like six minutes, five and a half minutes are from the first half. And it's like yeah. the second half. There's yeah. absolutely no chances in the second half. And half the chances that they showed in the first half aren't really chances either. Yeah. Um, and the other, the other thing that I, that about the, the, the highlights that I noticed, like we, so we're in the away section yeah. um, and we're down, you know, down behind the goal, down the corner. Um, like one of the major parts of the game is when Bulger goes off in the injury. Like that's, that's sure, surely that incident that we couldn't properly see is worthy of yeah. getting into the highlights. Like, you know, you yeah. know? for starters, it's a foul. Well, and this is, this is, I mean, yeah, I'll go down to conspir- conspiratorial conspiratorial uh, uh, lane here, but, uh, you know, well, why is it a foul, Sean? You watched it on the box. But yeah, I 100%. Really it's, it's, a, it's a poor touch from Bulger. The, the ball gets ahead of him, but it's a foul. I think it's, it's Toll. I forget who makes the it, tackle. It was the Sorry. second half, yeah. The, the captain, the Toll, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, get, he gets Bulger before he gets anything else. Yeah. So, it's it's a foul. It's it is a foul, but I, I don't know how it wasn't given. But there you go. It's a really bad tackle. I'm not sending off or anything like that, but it is a foul. Yeah. yeah. But when you look at the and I know this is like following slide rollers is a common thing, like we're giving out about referees and linesmen. <laughs> but like in the first two games, I think we genuinely have been untreated a little bit unfairly. Like some of the yellow cards we're getting are just not nonsense. And I don't think Toll even got billed for that. Uh, no, he didn't offer that instance. Anyway. John, Bulger, like, whereas yeah, if one of their players got booked, we, we came out with three. We came out with three. Bulger, Bulger's booked before he goes out in the pitch. Yeah, yeah, his card is marked all the time. Absolute right? bollocks. In fairness, it's absolute bollocks because, like, how did, what did he get booked in the past game for? Like, he's a marked man before he goes out in the pitch, and that's oh, no, no, he got no, in fairness, the one in the past game he deserved that was it was a clever foul. He had to make the foul. He, he took the player out, did he not? Yeah. They, um, King, had got in, King had got in behind him. Edit that. Into... Yeah, I cut that out, Terry. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, King, King had got in behind him, so I think he just tripped him just to kill the attack. It was a clever yeah. foul because um, if you remember rightly... I don't know how he got four, though, and they only got one. Yeah, but fucking... If well, you remember it... rightly with that one, I think 
the commentators thought it was McCorta Cup. But, That's right. And we, we, but, I was picking it then when he got when McCorta Cup the second, well, the, his first yellow. I thought he was gone. We all thought he was gone. Yeah. Like that's the the um the impartial came out then that it was gone. What, what card was that? Which one, Connor? That the was card? the card. No, when when uh, was it O'Sullivan who was booked for taking out uh, King? Is that what we're talking about? No, uh, McCourt. Or McCourt. Sorry, McCourt. Yeah, and it looked like on the telly, or it looked like on the it looked like Bulger got that yellow card. Yeah. It looked like the referee was was giving the card to Bulger, and then Bulger got booked later on in the game and. Everyone thought he was he was walking, but but look at just going back onto the yellow cards. We picked up three in Derry as well. They they got none. Um, I wouldn't have said that we were any more physical than 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 Derry were. Wow. Um, just quickly, so I mean that's a little bit of a worry as well. The fact that we're already beginning to amass yellow cards seven after two games, yeah, yeah, uh, and Bulger on two after two. Um, and actually, I would was McDonald booked in against Pats, yeah. So that's he's two. He's two on two as well. Two for two. Um, just before we finish up on Derry, um, you know, did McAlaney? I thought Patching stood out. What about McAlaney? Kavanagh? Did did they have? Did they set oh, themselves apart? Was that Derry? Quite good. Right. He hit the bar as well, didn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. no. Um, McGinty had to tip it over. But remember, they hit the bar. They hit the well, bar in the first that, half. Was that Kavanaugh, was it? Yeah. I thought yeah. that was McGonagall, sorry. Well, it could be too. But uh ah, look, sure, look, um, oh, they were look, they were impressive for 30 minutes, but yeah. They ran out of ideas, like and and the other thing, Jerry, I'd say you noticed it is the that pitch is so fast up there. Oh man. Um, in fair and in fairness to like Will Patchen was kind of in a quarterback role for parts of the game and he was putting balls in, uh, you know, kind of cross field balls, and the minute they hit the turf. They were just gone, like you know. There was, you know, any chance of getting on the end of some of those balls was just was always going to prove difficult. So they've been dealt a massive blow today, though. Huh? They've been dealt a massive blow today. Harkins done his cruciate. Ooh. So he's he's out, probably out for the season. Uh, he's a huge player for them because he he allows he allows them to have Will Patching, Duffy, all that in the team. He allows all that creative because he'd do the donkey working behind them. Yeah. With him out now, that changes the the outlook on Nirmal Field altogether. I was kind of hoping, Sean, that you were going to say that Philip O'Doherty was a Russian. <laughs> well, he is. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's going to come that out next week as well. <laughs> the, uh, the other concern about the dirty game, lads, is um, is McCourt's injury. That's a strange one. Uh, I don't think he. I don't think I don't remember. Was it? I don't think it was a challenge or anything. Was it? No, it's definitely a muscle injury. Um, so that is a bit of a worry, I suppose. Um, ahead of um, ahead of Dundalk. Yeah, look, it, it could be precautionary as well because it was, you know, the quick turnaround in games, and then it doesn't help that that second game was on Astro as well. So that might it might just be precautionary from Buckley. There hasn't been much says about it since. I don't think. No, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard any updates. Uh, one, one thing there, just on Derry, just before we go off it. They they played Dundalk first game away of the season and then they played us. Yeah. So we're going to talk apart now on Friday night. And I know we, we talked about it before as well. Like they've been training and playing other games on AstroTurf. Like talk apart is a bit of a bog at the best of times. Yeah. See how the quarterback gets on on a tight little pitch 
a, a mucky pitch. You know, it might be a bit more of a struggle for them than yeah. the big open wide uh, Astro pitch of, of the Brandywell. I didn't think Talca Park was too bad the other night. I didn't think Talca Park was too bad the other night, though. It is a bog, though. When they played Pats? Yeah. No, when they played... Uh, when Shelburne... Sorry, yes, when they played Pats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was horrific. No, Did actually, that's one thing I can say. Is fair play. Inchicore was like a carpet. It looked to be anywhere from the telly. Yeah. It looked excellent. Yeah. So, um, look, we got to see what our patches like on, on Saturday talk about that in due course oh uh, yeah look it's not great Nick either but anyways yeah um, look at you can get your shouts in the shed and then uh, again for next week after the home game against Dundalk 085-815-9767 that's WhatsApp 085-815-9767 uh, the uh, SIM card that the phone is in uh, this the phone that the SIM card is in I should say yeah. uh, is it might be 10 years old and the battery isn't great. I haven't turned it on since the end of last season, so there could be a few waiting there. Uh, <laughs> but one man I do know who has got a shout from the shout out in is uh, Sean from America. There might be more, but uh, here's Sean. This is Sean from America. It's a new season, and uh, we did lose some very important players in the off season. but the uh, players we brought in look to be uh, good replacements so far. Uh... Pat's game, you know, is a good start to the season. Uh, Aiden Kina, he was very, very good. And uh, McDonald, I thought he was very good too. Uh, but for me, man of the match and uh, continuing his form from last season, uh, Ed McGinty. He's keeps us in every game. He's just amazing. Uh, Derry. You know, what can you say is a tough watch, but, you know, all in all, um, it was a good, good start to the season. You know, we got another signing, um, uh, looking immense, uh, Nando man of the match for me. Um, McGinty obviously kept us in it and, you know, what else can you say? We didn't really offer much. Uh, Kino wasn't kind of, wasn't in the game too much, but, you know, we, we got the draw. Four points from the first two games, not a bad start at all. And we still got players to come in. All right, up the Rovers. That's your shout from the shed end. As I said, you can get them in after our next home game against the Dock on 0858159767. Uh, just uh, before we move on, one thing we didn't talk about uh, in relation to the Pats game was the final uh, 10 minutes. Uh, and I thought, uh, you know, we were kind of, we were struggling a little bit and I thought it was going to be Finn Park all over again uh, where we failed to get a bloody grip of the game. And just get the ball down and try and maintain possession. Uh, I, I just thought, you know, that we were going to we were going down the same route as you know where we look so commanding. Uh, is that something that you'd be worried about, Jerry? No, not at all. Um, <laughs> look, first game of the season. I said we control the game for eighty minutes. We ten minutes to see it out, and we done it. You might say we rode our luck in the last ten minutes, but yeah, no, I, I'm happy enough with it. Right, okay, well, sure. Yeah, go on. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, I wouldn't worry too much about it as well. Away from home, first game of the season, 
you concede late on, you know, you're going to get a wee bit nervy and boys were probably a wee bit tired. They'd worked so hard throughout the whole game. I thought we were actually very unlucky to concede. Uh, it's a great finish from Moa Labby. Yeah. But I think he's actually blessed in the way it works out for him that it's Gary Buckley that ends up coming across to him. Whereas Gary's on his right foot, where if it was Nando, yeah, Nando would have been on his left foot. He probably would have been able to wrap his left foot around and clear yeah. the ball. Yeah. Whereas Gary can't put his right foot across because he probably can see the penalty. Yeah. There was a foul in the lead up to the goal as well, was there not? Or there should have been a foul called. Um, I just seen someone saying that. I'm not really sure. Not sure. I didn't we see did. it back. I just seen it at the time. Yeah. He couldn't have struck the ball any better anyway. Jesus. Yeah, he power it went to. Yeah. yeah. It was a beauty. It was a beauty. The other thing we didn't mention was Gary Buckley and Derry. He was absolutely immense as well. Oh. Just so commanding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was, he was great. I think we could just do a segment when Gary Buckley plays bad. You know, because <laughs> that's, other words, he's just absolutely amazing. Like, <laughs> you could go on forever about him. Sure. He's unbelievable. So he is. Yeah. Yeah. Derry, yeah. Um, the, uh, the, uh, baby jerseys in Sligo University Hospital, Hospital are back again for another season. Uh, that's great news. Um, yeah. How many were distributed last year, do you know? Um, just over 1,200. Wow. Which is mad. I never knew there was that many babies born in the hospital. <laughs> uh, crazy, isn't that? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And the re- the, actually, the way I worked it out, I went on to the central statistics, you know, the census and all that. Yeah. Worked it out there. But yeah, and it was pretty accurate. It's 1,200 every year, there or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, and of course, they're going to South Donegal, uh, North Mayo. Well, maybe not North Mayo, but uh, they've Castlebar there. Uh, North Leitrim, I suppose. Uh, All of Leitrim, West Cavan, Sligo, South Donegal. Yeah, it's a huge area, like huge. Yeah. Like, I think it's like accommodates up to 120,000 people, the, 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 the University Hospital there. So. Um, yeah, look, it's a huge catchment area, and I suppose everybody within that catchment area is within, say, forty minutes of town. So even over to you know Black Line, and that's only about forty-five minutes away. So yeah. that's far as, um, but yeah, so it's great. Like it's a great way to, I suppose, give something back to the local community and the local region, and that you know, like the support for the club is just bananas, absolutely bananas. Even from people that don't go to games, like they just. Like everybody in the region loves Sligo Rovers and they're very proud of them. And when it comes to a call to arms in terms of fundraising and all that, they're always very, very generous. So this was just something that we thought, right, well, what's the best way that we can give back, you know, in a meaningful way? Um, and I, I think it, it struck a chord with with the yep. region and it's it's been unbelievable. I saw Steve Feeney was uh, posting photographs yeah. on Twitter of his little daughter uh, sporting the, the jerseys. So, yeah, that was great. Yeah, really cute. Uh, look at congratulations to yourself, Jerry. I know you're one of the main people who's driven that, so fair play to you. Um, absolutely, Jerry. Well done. It's an incredible, uh, it's an incredible initiative. So, well done. Um, we look ahead to uh, the showgrounds on Saturday, first home game of the season. Uh, how have Dundalk done so far? They have four points. Who have they? Pl- uh, five points, five points, five points. Oh, two draws and a win, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, they have played. Uh, they played. Yeah, two all draw with Bowles, right? Yeah, and two all with Derry and three three nil against Harps. Yeah. So, like, what's the takeaway there? They're going to they're they're they're, they're going to score goals. Yeah. This lad, Stephen Bradley, that they've brought over. Yeah. Seems to be 
a real big threat from midfield. He scored four goals in three games. Yeah, he's done very well in fairness. Yeah, yeah. The problem with him though for Dundalk is that he's only on loan until July. And uh-huh. if he yeah, with Hibs from Hibs. So look, if he's scoring at the rate he is scoring, he'd you be know, gone back. He'd be gone back. And they would have him back sooner if they could. Yeah. Obviously, in the you know, like if you're obviously interested in Johnny Kenny, and if he's scoring the amount that Johnny Kenny is scoring, well, and he's their player, I'm not gonna leave him at Dundalk. No. Yeah. No, Just no. That, we're recording on Wednesday evening, uh, Celtic are in action today. Um, did I see that Johnny Kenny was training with the first team squad ahead of this evening's game? Yeah. They're uh, 1 0 up against St. Mern, 73 minutes gone. I don't know why I'm giving you this information, but uh, just uh, let me have a look at the lineups. Uh, Mahan's on the bench for St. Johnston again against Rangers. I've seen the first goal Rangers scored, and your man, McCart, he was totally caught out uh, to centre back, you know, so he'd be kind of. John replaced him in one of the games, but I don't know, he doesn't seem to be getting much for looking. But I tell you, your man. Looked at sixes and sevens as far as I could see. And Daniel Terry is much better. Yeah, there's no John Kenny, Johnny Kenny in uh, the the squad for the Celtic game anyway. Look, it's disappointing to see um, John Mann not uh, playing as regularly as we'd like to see. I think. Yeah. Um, maybe we will get it back on loan. Yeah, maybe. Uh, right. Anyway, uh, head to to Dundalk on Saturday night. Look, I'd, I'd say Dundalk fans are very happy with the way things have gone so far. Um, the the players that they've brought in are well, as we said, they're scoring goals. Um, so I can imagine there's probably still a like a there's still if they haven't been beaten yet. There's a feel good factor around them um, that they'll be bringing with them. Uh, so there, there will be there'll be um, there'll be a, certainly be a threat, Sean, won't they? Oh, absolutely. Well, they seem to have goals in them anyway. You know. They've what nine goals in three games, or sorry, what was it? Yeah. Seven goals, seven goals in three games. Um, so there's definitely goals in them. So they'll be a massive threat. Obviously, they're a very young side. Well, majority anyway, and they've used the loan market well. Very, very Welsh side. Yeah, Welsh side is right. <laughs> um, seems to have used the loan market well, but as Jerry was saying as well, they can only ha- hang on for them for so long. But in terms of Saturday night, I wouldn't be overly fearful of them I don't think they're going to be coming out flying at us I think they'll be a little bit more conservative and it'll be interesting to see how we approach the game yeah. I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to that because having two big away games like that we were obviously as we said going to be a little bit more conservative in our approach which we were at times maybe not all the time against Pats more in the first half we were a wee bit more open so I'd like to see a wee bit more of that and I think we will Um I'm really looking forward to that. And I think we'll probably see a wee bit more of Max Mata or Jordan Hamilton. Jordan Hamilton, yeah. I think, you know, people were saying, you know, Hamilton not getting a couple of minutes, but the player Hamilton is, neither of those games were made for him. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a striker that plays in the box. And yeah. what we needed in Pats and Derry was Aidan Keane, who was getting about and getting involved, and we weren't going to go with two up top in either of those games at any stage of the game. So that's yeah. the reason you didn't see him. And I think with Max Mata, he was has a bit more running involved with him. That's why you saw him being brought on. I can't in a couple of minutes, Jerry. I, I wouldn't imagine that uh, Mata or Hamilton are going to start against um, against the dog anyway. No, I wouldn't think so, Connor. I think um, I think Keane is going to start. Look. Thing with Keenan as well, he's coming from the middle of the season already. Yeah, he's. But it's not like he's 
will be fatigued. He'd be used to the kind of three games a week. Like they'd be playing in the in Scotland no more than ourselves some of the times. So no, I think he'd lead the line. Um look it'll be interesting to see who will play in behind him. Um as we've seen Bulger went off injured there against Derry. So how do we set up? Like does I I could like I think McDonald and Cauley. Cauley will sit uh and then it's who's going to play in the number 10, whether it could be Kyo, maybe, or it could be Cauley again, because Cauley kind of played that position against Derry. Yeah. Uh, which I was surprised at because, again, as Sean was saying, McDonald kind of played that position quite well against Pats. So that was one of the changes I thought that came from Friday night and also then with Horgan, you know, yeah. not, not playing. Yeah. It, yeah, so I do, I do, I felt that in Derry, Cauley was almost the first line of defence, even though he wasn't yeah. that kind of number ten position. Um, yeah. and, and he done it very, very well. Yeah, he was very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but maybe at home, is that what you want? I would think that you'd be more on the front foot and try to be a little more expansive rather than containing. Yeah, what well, it would be like, it would be nice to see Kyo in there if Cauley was going to sit in behind with McDonald. Then I yeah. imagine. I'd imagine Cauley will go into the Bulger role and Mora can go in beside him and McDonald will be the further forward and maybe go back to the pathway again. Yeah, I think I think you could be right, Sean. Um, and uh, Will Fitzgerald, uh, Carlos Sullivan... Uh, oh, yeah, the were, front three stay the same. Definitely, uh, definitely. The two centre-halves, obvious. Uh, so full-backs? Um, well, it depends on the court. Paddy Kirk obviously just comes in... Um, if McCourt is out and uh, whatever was wrong with Horgan, whatever that change was there, because Horgan was on the bench again, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. So yeah. Maybe Horgan comes in. Could have been horses yeah. for courses. Could yeah. Any game, you know. You could I also play. You could also play Shane Blaney at left back. He's left footed to so well now, and I know he's played at that position before, but obviously you would have Kirk. Yeah. Or one of the other fullbacks kind of playing there. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say there'll be anything too dramatic. No. Um even formation wise or anything. I don't think he'll start with two up top or that. Yeah. I still well, say the boys are still a wee bit away from starting games. Yeah. I was just looking at the um the starting lineup that Dundalk had against Finn Harps. And I I hope they start with the same eleven as uh, against us as what they started with against Harps. Like the two Welsh lads were in midfield. And by all accounts, they were absolutely over like the Trinel and even the Zock supporters said flattered Dundalk. The Harps absolutely played them off the park, and the two Welsh lads in the midfield were just like headless chicken. They didn't know what was what was going on. Um, and then when you look at if you look at their bench, their bench was Peter Cherry, Daniel Kelly, Patrick Hoban, Greg Slogger, John Martin, Keith Ward, and then one or two other lads, right? Like that's that's some bench. Mm. some experience and some of the goals not like John Martin and, and Pat Hoban were two of the top scorers in the division last year and they've been on the bench um, and then like you've got the likes of uh, Daniel Kelly Daniel again. Kelly experienced yeah yeah um, so like they have they still have a very very good squad um, and I think they're going to be up there as well they're going to be between yourselves and a few others, like you know, so I would say it's a few more of them coming in against us, Jerry. To be honest, in the yeah, away, I think so. like that. that's what I'm worried about. 
Yeah, I'd say definitely. Hoban will definitely start against us anyway. He'll probably yeah. play up top by himself. Yeah. He'll probably go for five in midfield. Um, I'd say O'Donnell would be definitely just look. I'd say he'd be happy enough to take a point away from us. Oh, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. But I think he'll take out the Welsh lads. He'll take out the likes of yeah. Dan, Dan, uh, Dan Williams, Joe Adams, maybe even that, the Carey fella. Saturday night, he might be cooking fish and chips, anyways. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then you've you know you've got Hoban, Slogic, John Martin, Keith Ward, uh, Daniel Kelly all can come in. So that makes them along with the likes of Macmillan, uh, Benson, Boyle, Gartner, that's a very experienced uh setup. Yeah. yeah. I'd still fancy us. Yeah, I still would too. Um one 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 uh, they're not sure about the keeper, this Shepherd lad that's come over from Brentford. Um He's pretty young. I don't think he's the biggest. Um, so that might be an opportunity for us as well. Um, you know, he, he doesn't seem to be great under a high ball or, or things like that. So could be an opportunity. I yeah, really nice. I don't think Boyle and Gartland have started the season quite well either. I think they've been easily exposed. So yeah. It's something. And also, if they go at, um, if they go at Bone at right back. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a massive area where Fitzgerald can tear him to pieces. Yeah, hundred percent. He's like he's slow enough uh, at the best. I I would be surprised if he plays. I don't know who I else they're going to put in. I be I don't know who else to put in there right back, but I would be surprised. Um, See the problem. The problem is that Mountney is the same Mountney, and he was injured, and he's going to be yeah. out for another few months. Oh no, and, that's Bone is going to be. He more than likely will yeah. play right back because he's cover. And that Dara Lee will be the cover for Mountney when he's injured. Right. Okay. So I'd say yeah. Sean is right. I'd say Bone will play. And please God. That's great news. Well, yeah. it's an area to exploit, definitely. Oh, he's useless. Yeah. He's, and he can't turn. But he it's also turn. with Boyle and Gartland as well. If the, if you know if they start at centre half, yeah. Keane can do some serious damage there because yeah. he's them he all both them. and they don't have the pace. Yeah. If Keane can get them to to step out with him, you know, when Keane is dropping. Di- Dropping deep like he has in the in the two previous games. If he can pull them out with him, that'll leave loads of space in behind to exploit. Yeah, uh, we could definitely turn them inside out in the showgrounds. So you're you're both reasonably positive going into the game. Yeah, I'd be banking on us to win the game. It's yeah. it's we're we're kind of relying on solid midfield again, getting a hold of things and uh, playing those balls in for uh, playing decent balls in for. Uh, for uh, Keila to, to work off, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, too, like, you know, like, with, with um, Bulger out, uh, look, in, in fairness, we struggled in games where he didn't play last year, and it was, it did coincide mainly with our slump. But having said that, I think uh, Adam McDonald is a different player now than when he was he wasn't there for all of that. He kind of came in in the middle of it and he probably wasn't as fish as he is now. I think he looks a lot slimmer, trimmer and uh, leaner now. He looks bigger. I think he looks bigger. I think he looks like he's just a better Nick, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just a black jersey. Maybe, yeah. I must get some of them myself. <laughs> <laughs> Pinstripes as well, I think that helps. <laughs> well, it depends on your body shape, Jerry. <laughs> Don't go there. But anyways... I suppose it's an opportunity for, for Adam McDonald maybe to, I suppose, pick up the mantle from Greg and kind of be that 
leader and driver within the team that I think we were missing through the the the, the barn spell during the middle of last season. You know, to be vocal, to be cajoling, to be organizing and just take the game by the scruff of your neck because that's what we were lacking. We, we, you know, we have to, we can't go through another, like every time Bulger is out, we can't, oh, well, Bulger wasn't playing. I know we took the game by the scruff of your neck. Somebody has to step up and it's an opportunity for him, I think. I think yeah. he's well capable. Yeah, I think he's he's proven to be a bit more influential this season, even towards the end of last season. When he settled into the squad, he's he's become a, a vital member of it. And I think there is a few more leaders again this year. Yeah. Even in terms of Nando, he seems to be very vocal. He's not afraid to get to voice his opinion on the pitch. Um, Robbie McCord seems to be a wee bit more vocal as well from the first two games. And Aidan Keena, he definitely gets his, yeah. his point across. And he's not afraid to tackle a referee either. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's Jesus. He was. I thought he was going to be sent off in the first game. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Well, look, at it, it, it is it is good to see that there's there's characters building in the in the team as well. And it definitely, um, you know, when the chips are down, you're in the trenches. That's that's uh, absolutely what we need. Yeah, the last um, two games have proven that. Um, you know, we like we dug out results, uh, where possibly we wouldn't have in the past, and. If you look at the makeup of the team, like, you know, we do have the lads coming through the academy and all that. But by and large, we've got, and I said this before, the difference between this season and previous seasons, we actually have men playing for us now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah. They're talking fellas in their prime, 25, 26, yeah. 27. And that, they, they're making up the bulk of the team. So they have experience, they have the know-how and... You know, like that that counts for a lot, uh, especially over the course of a season. Yeah. Okay. Uh anything else to add before we wrap things up? Uh, oh yeah, just uh, the so just the 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 serving teas and coffees in the, the trust clubhouse again and all bars of chocolate and all that sort of thing. And same down at the between the railway end and the main stand, mm-hmm. there's a tea and coffee shed down there, and also there'll be four away fans as well. So there's three shops on the go now being run by the Trust, so fair pages. So, um, yeah, it's a big effort. And if, if, if you're looking for something, that's the place to be. We'll also be selling badges down at the railway end uh, at the shed down there. So, Okay. Um... That's your, that's all the, the commercial ads over now. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, right, Jerry, thank you. Thanks, Connor. Uh, here's to... Um... Here's to yeah. We're looking at. I suppose the, the game on Saturday is kind of important because it really we'll have a reasonable idea, I think, of where we are, um, based on the the two away games. And it'd be great to it'd be great if we could beat them off because um, they're probably one of the teams that we will be uh, uh, up against. I suppose for the duration of the season. There's yeah, one other game as well that's going to be very interesting over the weekend is Shams against Pats. Mm. And hopefully, Sham, we're looking for a Sham's win there. Yeah, Pats are already finding themselves in a bit of bother. Yeah. You you watch, you want Shams to be the runaway leaders? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, look at it. The truth hurts sometimes, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be man enough to accept it sometimes. It's hard, but you have to. There is talk about um, the challenges that Stephen Bradley's going to face, keeping all these boys happy, like. Yeah, but I'd still... I'd still like to knock Pats out of the equation. Like you're also knocking off them out of the equation, but you're making it very, very difficult for them to make up, you know, what could be seven points after four games on yeah. the leading was, three teams, probably. 
Look, I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Pats uh, take something out of that game. Where has that been played? It's... It's in Tala. Is it? I'm nearly sure it is. Yeah, I think it is. But yeah, no, you, you do. You it's want Shams. It's in Inchicor. Is it in Inchicor? Mm. Yeah, so I would not be surprised to be good on atmosphere there, I'd say. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Owen Doyle needs to step up. Yeah. Know. I'm Forrester. I'm Forrester, yeah. So I wouldn't be hugely surprised if they, if they took something out of that game. Um, but yeah, Jerry, it's a fair point. Uh, we're keeping an eye on, but um, Jerry O'Connor is is uh, has the fingers crossed for Sham's um, yeah. Sham's runaway. Go on, Sean. Sorry, that's one thing we completely overlooked as well in the Pats game. Is fair play to Bulger as well and Niall Morhan. They were absolutely they completely nullified Forrester in that yeah. game. He was also non-existent in that game. You wouldn't have known he was playing. No. Yeah. And that's all. All I heard all week was how he was going to run the yeah. show and he was going to destroy us. Now, he yeah. may as well have been sitting at home. Yeah. yeah, and that seemed to stem from the manager too, and probably maybe is it a, a little bit of naivety and a bit of uh, lack of uh, experience. Like you wouldn't really hear Buckley come out talking the way Clancy was going. And, you know, yeah. if you read the reports, it was the manager talking about Forrester, not anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clancy seems a little, little bit uh, newfangled with his little toys now that he has. You know, yeah, he's all these lovely little toys to play with. So. He's a wee bit excited. Yeah. Can I say one more thing, Connor? You can indeed. Thanks. You don't need my um, permission, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, just um, obviously, look, the pitch is in the, in, in the best of condition. And so uh, just the club are looking for a few volunteers after the game on Saturday night. Yes. Maybe just helps replace the divots. Um, yeah. So if anybody is interested in helping out, and it's a great way to just get involved in the club, just you know, something as simple as that. But if they want to contact myself just through the four social media pages, like just give me a message on Twitter or Facebook or something like that. And uh, we just organize it. So if you're going along to the game, just help put back the divots. That's it. So even five or six people will make a huge difference. Yeah. Um, just checking the weather on Saturday. I think it looks like it's going to be pretty dry, which is yeah. uh, good to see. Um, is this our longest goodbye ever? <laughs> yeah. We don't want to leave. If you go to the showgrounds on Saturday, uh, just bring a bit of turf with you. Uh, just put it in your pocket, and then after the game, you just throw throw it on, and we can into the hole. massage it into the into the grass. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jerry, thanks a million. Cheers, Connor. Uh, Sean, thank you. Cheers, Connor. Thanks, Magoo. <laughs> Magoo. <laughs> uh, next week, next next week, hopefully. So yeah, next week we'll hopefully get the podcast out a little bit early as well the week, so um, more people can get to uh, to listen to this gold. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. Cheers, lads. Good night. We will never forget this day.